0: hey everyone welcome to my show a voice to be reckoned with with brandy joy here today i have a special guest by the name of colt kaufman colt how you doing
1: good afternoon i'm doing well and you
0: i am doing so amazing so happy to uh be talking with you today
1: well i'm glad to hear from you how's the weather out there it got cool here this morning
0: um, the weather out, out in San Diego has been uh, for for us, for us San Diegans, has been quite cold lately. When it gets cold, it gets really, really cold. So, yeah. And then, you know, it hasn't really been hot like it, uh, like the norm. It's been more cool. So that's that's the difference. But I like it.
1: Right. I I think some of that's what's come into here. It's changed our weather. We had rain for three days. Today's first day. It's cleared off, which is good. We needed the rain, but it needed to dry out a little, too. Hmm. Yeah,
0: weather's just weird around.
1: <laughs> Seems to be changing every year. Every year. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, everybody, Colt uh, has an amazing show. Well, my sh- my show here today with Colt Kaufman is Asking Colt Kaufman. And Colt Kaufman has a show called The Good Life. Am I correct?
1: That's it. Yes. Yes the Colt Kaufman me? show or the Colt Kaufman show or just the good life it's listed both ways
0: okay okay can can you tell us how you came up with um, the title also the good life
1: well i uh, i wrote a little book that i've i've got out it it's it's, uh, it's downloadable and you can order it on amazon.com called make a better life today um and and it's not a lengthy book it's it's actually real short and the content's fairly straightforward and um you know i I learned a while back and it's something i've passed and and worked with young people and things that um you can really actually change things immediately all you have to do is is make up your mind to do so and move in that direction If, if you want to hang out with the choir boys and you need to learn not to cuss like a sailor um, and and your appearances we base so much in this world on, on appearances and it seems really really complicated that um, you decide that tomorrow you want to look like a different person well you know what it's really easy to do that there's thrift stores in every town and every city in America and you take somebody with you that doesn't have the same taste that you do and tell them to pick out some clothes for you and you pick out a different outfit, something you wouldn't wear at all. Um, You can go from being a, a cowboy, country boy, redneck to being a Wall Street tycoon in a matter of hours if you truly want to do so. All you have to do is do that. And where this really comes into play in life is when you're dealing and interacting with other people and you're wanting to get a job you don't go out and work on your car and and come in to get a clerical job or an office administration job in a dirty t-shirt and cut off jeans and muddy boots that's not going to work likewise I, I explained to, to a young man a while back now i live in, in a different environment than you i'm out in in bandera texas and we're quite rural to say the least and uh, a young man was in town uh, a few months ago and, and i really think he was a good guy he was uh, the boyfriend or fiance of one of the waitresses at a local restaurant and one day he hadn't been working he'd just kind of been hanging out and and uh after a couple of months of this i called him over one day i said come here sit down i want to talk to you i said you know you need to work right yeah yeah i can't find anything i said well let me tell you why you can't find anything when you when you moved here you you do know you moved to bandera the cowboy capital
2: mm-hmm.
1: he says yeah i said well you know what we don't have any job openers for gangbangers. In Bandera. There are none. Okay. So lose the floppy tennis shoes look and and trying to look like you're a member of a gang, which you're not, and I doubt you would really actually truly wanna be. So instead of looking like a wanna be gang member, get you a good pair of boots, some working shoes, and dress like you want to go to work there's people that'll hire you you don't look like anybody who wants to go to work you look like you're fashionably hip amongst the people of your age group that aren't working so if you want to work you want to get out there and make something of yourself change your perspective and change how you appear to yourself and to others if that's where you're wanting to go um good advice it it's, it's fairly simple. And that's what this book is all about. Um, it's a short book. It's pretty direct. And you know, there's no Cinderella. Um, the castle burned down a long time ago. You've you've got to get out there and, and make it happen. And you know what, where you come from really, really doesn't matter. For example, you have no idea why, what my background is or where I come from. Um, And the reality is, is I could have been born royalty or I could have been born to a couple of drunks. It it wouldn't matter. I don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. What happened before we got here is is way beyond our control. Everything that happens from here forward is our responsibility to do.
2: And,
1: And to do it to have the best life you can. And it's pretty sweet. But that's, that's that's what the little book is about.
0: That's awesome. So it, it can uh, sit with uh, uh, any age groups, you know, or, you know, as far as, you know, the age group you were talking to with somebody that, you know. Who's you know, this, young.
1: this applies to someone who honestly is in high school looking for a job just out of high school all the way up to somebody in their 40s who's just gone through a divorce and having to start all over again and wakes up this morning and says Huh, now what hmm. life starts over every morning oh yes the, you get a new chance every day the city of angels was was an all-time favorite movie of mine um and and you know you wake up in the morning you watch the sun come up and and it's a new day um there, there's no do-overs. You, you have to live with what you got and, and make the best of it. And uh, it's pretty easy to do that. It, you gotta keep yourself upbeat. I've, I've had challenges in, in my life um, in the not too far distant past. I, I had a surgical error that uh, rendered me basically 100% disabled uh, in a matter of about seven hours when I was supposed to be able to come out of the surgery and go back to work right away. Um, and, and it was a life-changing event. So these things happen. You have to just pick up and, and go with what you can and, and do what you what you can. So I like to write, and uh, I've written a few things in the past, some articles and, and things like that. So the one thing is, I'll say this last decade has given me a lot of time to write.
0: <laughs> so. well that's awesome wow well, i definitely um would check out that book and make sure that everybody you know here the amazon.com make uh, make a good life today right
1: yes um make a better life today by colt kaufman and uh, you know the book is out there the book is is really actually they shrunk it down to about a third of what it was, They shrunk the, uh, typesetting down on it, which made it really small. Um, kind of annoyed me too. I, I just got a, a fresh copy of it the other day for a friend. And, but what I tell folks is, is, you know what, just download it because it's, it's a day's read at the most. And, uh, some people that read like I do, they're fast readers You probably finish it in half a day. There's good points in there that tell you some of the things that, that we just simply overlook. Uh, we see people across the room, we got absolutely no idea where they came from. They they could have come from an absolutely great morning with the dogs and the wife and the kids all at the house, or they may have buried their father yesterday. You don't know. Right. You, right. you, you have no idea. Uh the burdens that are on the people that are around you. And the best armor that you can develop for yourself in this world is to always exhibit yourself in a positive manner. Um, and I, I used to tell people this, and it sounds a, a bit cynical, but it's not. You ask me how I'm doing, and I'm going to tell you pretty much the same thing every day. It's another day in paradise. and tell you why. Your friends, your friends are glad to hear it they're, they're happy for you that you can walk around and tell people it's another day in paradise but your enemies <laughs> they despise that oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes they so, do and and that's the thing um, that eventually it soaks in and, and you begin to look at things in a much more positive manner uh, for whatever reason, you begin to, to do that. But when you get up in the morning, it's another day in paradise because you got up. Dead people don't know they're dead. Right. And, and you're up. So go make a good day of it. And I look at our time right now. We, we are in an absolutely incredible time right now. We are seeing absolutely more financial opportunities, jobs, and access than ever before the internet is global. There's trade going on everywhere. There are jobs for people that have never been there before. And it's great. It's great. I, I like to see it. I'm a firm believer that you take the ride on the way up because you never know how long it's going to last. And, and those who get out there right now and, and, you know, whether you be a plumber or a carpenter or a dishwasher at a restaurant, your job is all exactly the same. You get up and go get the money. Yeah. That's what you do <laughs> every day. You go get the money. You got yourself to take care of. You got a family to take care of. And you're not going to do that if you're not out there making your money. So... It, it's not a matter of greed you have to do that you've got to be able to maintain yourself and your family and get out there and, and do it and it doesn't matter what it is um you know I've I've owned a dozen different businesses through the years and uh, enjoyed working in every one of them some of them were much more successful than others um but it, it, it's that principle thing that the job of the day is to get up and go to work somewhere doing something even if you if you can't do anything else go work for yourself right Uh, and and find a find a way find a niche um to go and be productive you'll feel better you'll be doing your family a service and your life will get better yes it builds character and you're you it's great. I
0: just had this talk with my son a minute ago. <laughs> he, was, he, had a, he had asked me once again for something, uh, a game off the internet. yeah I told him, I said, Well, right now, you know, if you had Christmas and all that stuff. i have you know, I'm, I'm focusing on, you know, bills and all that stuff. And then I thought about it. I was like, You know what? I said, Even if so, I said, You have to earn. You know what I mean? You, That's it. You know, you, you want something, you got to think about it before you come and approach me. Come, come with a plan first, at least. Or start doing yeah. things around the house to show, you know what I mean, that you, you want to earn, that you really want something, you know, but you're willing to do the work to get it. Because nothing's Absolutely. being handed. Nobody's handed me, mommy, anything. I'm working for it.
1: <laughs> that's it. That's it. The, the the world is a rough playground. And um, you, you got to be in the game to, to come out ahead. And, and that's the problem. A lot of people just look at it and say, well, you know, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, it does. It does. Get out there yeah, and go true. do it um there there's never been more opportunities right now and I mean look at me i'm 63 years old and three years ago since I can't actually work I can act like I'm working so I took up acting school uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing some acting um i I've found a very unique interesting thing in the the acting market that you wouldn't think of but but it's what i'm finding to be true is that a person of my age as opposed to a a young person like yourself you're out there in hollywood you're competing with a million other people for the same spots so if you want to go be an actress it's a good thing but you need to go to school and be at the very top of the game and it's tough and only the good survive. But what I've learned is surprisingly enough that at 60 plus years old, you know what? Every single one of these movies out there has an old guy in it somewhere. (laughs) Dad, dad, grandpa or something like that. And the, the actors who are in their 50s and highly successful aren't going to take these lower roles in in local films and and things like that that pay, but they're just, you know, they're not not A-listers. But what I found is, is that either people have become very successful and they're not taking the smaller roles or they've made so much money already, they're not interested in doing it. And it leaves an awful lot of opportunities out there. Um, myself, I've been involved in about five projects in the last 12 months. Nothing great, uh, you know, some really, really good projects. I've worked with a lot of really young, talented people. Um, and, and I'm going to be in, in uh, I know at least three or four of them. One of them was a student film that I did, and it's all experience. So it's been fun. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a strong, a strong, strong message, especially for our, our youth, you know, because <clears throat> times are, are different. I know, you know, from now and obviously from when you were growing up and those messages aren't being uh, from like then when, when your father, you know, the men that helped raise you told you how to become a man. They're not being really delivered in these t- these days now
1: no we're spending too much time on the computer the internet and the the iphones and and it's universal it's not just the the children and young people it's it's old people as well um that we get so absorbed into what's going on on facebook and what's going on on the computer that we don't actually listen and learn from the people that are around us hey you know what when i was a kid I would have just absolutely died to have had access to YouTube to learn how to do all these neat things that are out there. Um, and, and, you know, how to, how to do metal work, how to do woodworking, all these things you can, you can learn so much. There's a, there's a trade-off between the good and the bad. Um, that personally, I, I think that the, the less you spend on social media, is probably better for you. And the more you spend listening to Ted talks, um, and how to build your car or whatever is, is going to teach you to trade or, or at least get you indoctrinated towards doing something of interest, um, rather than just complaining on Facebook. Um, we've got so much of our culture that does that. Um, yeah, but, and you know, it's, it's crazy because I, I am, I say an old redneck. I'm really not an old redneck. i'm um, i I grew up in in a country environment, but I've also been around the world and been in chicago and and uh, you know I, I I enjoy the country life and living out here on a place with horse and and that lifestyle, but I'm certainly up on things and, and I've been joking with some people um, this last couple of weeks because it, it's absolutely incredible incredible um I, i'm sure you've heard of of the uh old town road and Lil nash and and billy ray cyrus
0: yeah yeah Sorry.
1: Okay. that is that's the craziest story that is so cool um and 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 i'd love to to make a contact with somebody and get him on my podcast because I, I think it'd be so awesome um and, and there's a side of me that says, uh, you know what, some punk just wrapped country music and, and that, that really is not good, but you know what? I look at it a little differently. He was living on his sister's, I guess you, you might already know the story. He's living on his sister's couch and had two weeks to move and apparently bought, the rights to the lyrics, and went out wow. and did this thing. Went viral with it. Got Billy Ray Cyrus involved in it, and now he's got no problems, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. His his li- I would imagine his life made a radical change. He's probably no longer on his sister's couch in her apartment. Um, and I think that's wow. great. That's great. That that's somebody who got up in the morning and went out to go get the money. Yep. And and, yep. And and I think it's hilarious. I mean, I, I've been telling some of the old guys that are, that are my age and whatnot over coffee in the morning, I said, listen to this. You know, this kid is is like just barely twenty one years old, maybe even under that. And and he's cut a multi-million dollar deal while he was living on his sister's couch trying to find out where he was going to go from here and you can't knock a person who does that Yeah. there's no, there's no way I don't care what the background is I don't care if the blue the green the yellow the black the white it doesn't matter you got out there and took the chance to see something happen and made it happen and I think that's awesome.
2: It is. That, it is.
1: That, that is going to change the life for so many people, including himself, his family, everything, you know. So, it, it's cool. We live in changing times. The computer is really, really, you know, like I said, I mean, it's it's got some good and it's got some bad. It's
2: got some bad, yeah.
1: Before the computer era, nah, he'd have never got that thing anywhere. He couldn't have made 20 bucks off of it. Nope. Um and that, that's just a fact of life before the computer generation and all this mass media and ability to send something viral in, in merely 24 hours or 20 minutes for that matter um, is, is just absolutely astounding what can be done um, when it's used for good. So, yeah, and, and, uh, and it's funny because I'm not a rap fan. And I'm really, honestly, not a big Billy Ray Cyrus fan either. Um, I, I, he's an okay guy, but but I mean he's kind of a one-hit wonder. He came out with Achee Breaky Heart way back, um, mm-hmm. twenty years ago, and, uh, and and raised Miley Cyrus. Um, that that's his claim to fame. And now now he's with Lil Nash and doing. This old town road, <laughs> and, and it's popping him back up, and and it's ironic because it, it gives little Nas a, a little credibility because he's he's got an old school musician who was a top charter involved in his his deal, and I think it's great for everybody. It yeah. it's a good thing it is. And I laugh when I hear it. Uh, it it's funny to me, but it is it it's entertainment. and yeah, uh, the kids love it. It's very popular well, with with youth, yeah, and it's insane. It is absolutely insane. I mean, th- this is what I was saying. I mean, take a look at this. He went to the number one slot on the country charts faster than Garth Brooks.
2: Mm, wow
1: and has been there longer at the top um, it, it's, crazy. it's crazy yeah. it's crazy mean, you know, some of these songs they they make it up and they hit the top chart and they taper off in about three weeks to a month yeah, he's still and up there he's still way up there yeah I think it's great like I said you run into anybody out there that knows him I tell him I said hey give me a holler. <laughs> I'll be, I'd be I'd be happy, be thrilled to death to put him on the podcast and chat with him because I think it's Oh, great. yes. That'd be awesome to hear. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and and like you were saying before, too, uh, definitely about um, the internet and how I was just having this, it's crazy, I was having this conversation the other day and I was saying, like, how amazing and all the opportunities you can have with the internet, it's such a great thing, but at the same time, it could be such a horrific thing thing too and especially like with our youth but it's just all about educating them the proper ways and the troubles of the internet how you can't erase things that you put on there it's going to be there and just you know just put that set that picture forth you know what I mean what they're doing but also show them it's more than just playing games or or wasting away on Facebook like I told my son I said I, I was on here and now look at me I'm doing a podcast and it's, actually taking off and it's pretty popular and I met so many amazing people you know what I mean and I'm still going you know with willing that I'm granted I'm doing the work but you know what I mean it's changed my life you know what I mean and I know that there's still more to, more to come but as far as I'm willing to do the work I know that you know it's, it's you know it's going to be beneficial for me and him but kids can easily start you know what I mean do something positive positive. You know, sure. just by on you know, the
1: internet with all these different apps and opportunities and they're free <laughs> Well and, and that's that's it like, yeah there are and, and I think that is a great thing um, the number of apps that are out there that are beneficial um, you know you don't have to go and find somebody to do your resume anymore you can do a resume online and download yeah. download the free app to do your own resume to go get a job. it
0: teaches you stuff you can train yourself I found after you can take a training that you would have to pay for you probably won't get that certification or you could I've seen some that will give you the certification but you can still have the education you can have the training and the education and you just got to be willing to do the research but it's very I found a lot of things that you can get trained on you know what I mean without going to those links that they make it seem like, you know, because some people can't get to the, you know, what I mean, do those things. But if they have it accessible right in their hands
1: and are still able well, to, you can, you could teach, your,
0: teach yourself, you know,
1: you don't I'm going to tell, tell you two things about the Internet. It's an old guy's perspective of it with a, a somewhat pretty good background in science. The Internet is ultimately the collective thought of the human species right what you put on there doesn't go away it's not stored in a box over on 8th street and the bridge it's everywhere it's in the united states it's in china it's in russia every is a collective database of all human interaction of this time and that's kind of a spooky and interesting thing. Kind of a good thing. It, it essentially says, and, and AI, this artificial intelligence, this is the next, next generation big step is AI. Um, when the computers start to think for themselves and process, um, there's some pretty spooky things about it. Uh, but there's also some pretty positive things about it too. Um, an AI computer is less likely to misdiagnose you, um, from the data that's put in, um, and some things like that. But then you've got to deal with AI also having the ability to assimilate enough information to predict that you might be a criminal. Um, so that is the the downside, uh, you know there's been a few movies on that 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 we're we're actually entering that that realm right now and at some point in time um presumably they will develop a, a functional interconnect between the brain and the computer and you'll be able to think to your computer wow. um, yeah it's it's it is inevitable And it's kind of a crazy deal. Now, that's the good side about the computer. You know what the bad side is? And it's bad. Human error? Uh Uh-uh. One good hack is all it will take to completely turn the world into chaos. Um, A few months ago or a couple of months back, the fiber optic cable coming into Bandera County a little small county, you know, got 20,000 people here at the most in the whole county. Um, but a construction crew somewhere between here and San Antonio broke the fiber optic cable. It shut down every bank in town. None of the credit card machines worked. Couldn't get gas unless you had cash. And some of the places you couldn't get gas if you did have cash because their computer wouldn't talk to the pump. And it was amusing to me that to just sit back and watch and drink my coffee and look at all the chaos in just a little bitty area, little place. And, And you think about that happening on the West Coast or the East Coast in the financial district um, or the utility district and take out an entire grid of, of the electricity and and things will turn to chaos pretty quick oh boy and that's the problem of being too reliant yeah. on technology so it's it's a blessing and a cursing both but yeah
0: well, I would hope if that we, you know, when we come to that, that that the ones that are in charge pick that very much into consideration and weigh out the pros and the cons and make the best decision, but also have a plan B.
1: <laughs> well, and that's that's absolutely correct. And I lived for almost twenty five years um, in Galveston, Texas, on the coast, and I was on the island when Hurricane Ike hit. And, uh, so I have been through total destruction of everything and, and seen um, the good side of people as well. Um, you know, that everybody kind of came together and, and, uh, everything was lost. The homes were lost. The businesses were lost. Um, but, you know, people were helping each other out and doing things, um, that otherwise they would not have—they'd have been too busy to do. Yeah, uh, got
0: to see the better side of humanity. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Some of some of the worst devastation does bring out the best side of humanity. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's just one of those things. But yeah, yeah. I've I've done the chaos scenario. It's 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 not fun, uh, and and in the security industry, it it makes for very very long days. Um, So I I literally worked solid, solid after Ike from the days before the storm till almost two years after the storm. Wow. On-call 24-7, running two different companies and and staying super, super busy. Um, Because for all the damage that it did, it also created a... a, uh, uh, just an absolute landslide of revenue by the amount of work that had to be done to restructure and repair everything. So, oh, wow. you know, it's it's life. <laughs> out of all good, out of all good comes some evil, and out of all evil comes some good. It's there. Um, Very true. So, but and and you're talking about your your campaign involvement um, on the anti-bullying. Uh, thing and and I just went forward with Heather Learman's, um Oh podcast, yeah, our interview. That's I, what I love I, Heather. Yeah, I I just I just loaded that up. That's what I was doing when when we were talking earlier. Message.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, yeah,
0: with, send me her book.
1: Getting it up. Yeah, yeah, she's uh-huh. got her book, and she's got her animated um, concept that she's wanting to yes yeah.
2: turn to cartoon go
1: forward. Yeah, and, and that'll that'll be a good thing. I I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and, uh, so I've, I will put, put a plug out there for her today, and and uh, Heather. But, but yeah, she's
0: super super nice exactly. lady. Good concept. Yes, I, I read her book to my class. I want she wanted to know how they received it. She sent it, and um, they they received it. I I told her it was really funny because there was that one kid, was always that one, you know, because all the other kids, even the ones that are like the the trouble, the, the, the trouble starter sometimes, but that one had to be the smart aleck and stop me in the middle of my story and say, Miss Brandy, so, so you like this book? I was like, Actually, I do. I think it's a very good book. And then she just snickered. She's like, <laughs> You know, trying to make like kind of bullying me, or, like make me feel like, Oh, you like this kitty book. And uh, we can sing Dude on, <laughs> but I just evaluate, you know, I was just the evaluation. I thought it was kind of me. I, it tickled me just to see how you know how that played out but for the most part the, the the kids really received it and they just when i told them it was based on a true story that just really happened to her with their dog they could they just thought like okay so the dog went to the door too and knocked on the door and asked for the other dog that happened and I, it was cute <laughs> but, but i think she's gonna be great with this book and i um, how and I, I really appreciate her for her, you know what I mean? Taking that her an experience of her own, turning it into something to be positive and to help our, our youth, our young right. people, and teach them. You know what I mean? Just, just she just makes it simple. Don't bully.
1: Absolutely. Don't be a bully. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you know that I dealt with. I, I was on the board for the local Boys and Girls Club um, for a couple of years, and and also my background. I. Uh, have dealt with a lot of situations that, that crossed into these areas. And uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, the bullying has changed so much. The, yeah. the, the format of it has gone from, you know, slapping somebody in the back of the head or giving them a little shove in the lunch line to just being hateful. And, and, and
0: assault, physically assaulting yeah. people. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and uh, you know, that it, it's gotten that way. Yeah. And some of it, yeah, that is back to that good and bad thing. Some of it, I, I think is is a lot generated by um, parents having to work too hard and being too absent. Yeah, letting letting the kids grow up on the computer. And, yeah, and our and our not monitoring society, it. Our society's addiction to violence. Um, yeah, yeah, excites you know, the
0: children. It excites them. It makes them think it's acceptable.
1: Yeah, which time? Which which of the (laughs) Bruce Willis movies have you seen fall flat? None. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I know, right? Yeah, and he's he's a really good guy. Um, But but I mean, uh, all these these movies and 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 whatnot are are all geared that way, and you don't see any of them coming out and people saying, "Oh, geez, I don't think they should have made that because it's too it's too violent." Um, mm-hmm. That has an impact on our, on our youth when it they does. see see this over and over again, um, and feel like there's a restart button at the end of the game, and and that what you do doesn't matter. And, right. And you know it's it's a sad situation to see it get to that point.
0: Yeah. It's all about but, what sells. It's not in and at, and at the uh, at the risk you know of our you know of. Uh, guiding our youth, our, our people to, our the wrong way, because if they say, okay, this is not good for, you know, some people take this literally, or young people, but if they do that, then that goes all that money. So it's basically, you know, you're sacrificing, you know, the damage you could be doing to, you know, they soak in, every, like we say, kids soak in everything, you know, well, to explain them that this is not real life, you know what I mean? And that there's consequences to what you do, then... You know, it's like, well, what do what do we expect? And then we put them in front of they We let them have access to social media and television, but we forget the repercussions of it.
1: Yeah, and and there is there's there's a there's a penalty clause um, mm-hmm. when you when you let your kids be raised by the television and modern networks. Um, there, there's no question about that. They need they need both a balanced household and yeah and some stimulus but some of it goes overboard there's no shortage of people in this country who will exploit children um, for sheer profit and and not think twice about it Uh, the drug industry is a good example of it um, but it goes you know deeper than that it goes into the people writing the gaming programs and and everything else you know if we can make it a little a little worse a little more bad then we'll make a million dollars more off of this so let's just push it to the limit and you know just stay right in below what the sensors will cut off and um and and sadly that that creates a a anesthetized thought of the value of life in young people or any people that are, you know, involved in, in watching that, um, and sadly, that's just it's it's our modern culture.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. It is. It truly is. I oh, want to let me ask you a question. This is a uh, ask cosmic question. Part, part All right. right.
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> I, I, I came across this article. Right. I can't exactly remember what state it was, but it was just to me. I saw the pros. I saw the cons. I definitely saw I saw one pro and I saw the continent so it was approaching bullying and where these people were they decided that to deal with bullying they were going to uh, put a a law to where the parents will be put in jail I forgot for how many days for what their if their child is bullying and I was just like wait what And then I was thinking, okay, so then I thought, okay, so well, obviously you have to prove this, you know what I mean? Obviously you have to, so can't anybody just come and be like, I'm being bullied. You have to prove this now, because now you're about to physically put somebody away in jail, and it has to, you know, because bullying is not just one time. Bullying has to be a consistent harassment of things, you know what I mean? Not just like, one day somebody pushes you down and calls you a mean name, now they're bullied. They probably did something mean that day, probably shouldn't, but you know, so you got to prove it. And then I was thinking how, how you could just here, just make so many more problems. The child doesn't learn anything from that. So just blame it on my parents, which they kind of do already. Sometimes you throw your parents on the bus. But my mom didn't make me do my homework. You know what I mean? So great. Now you just added that to the factor. Some kids don't like their parents. So they're like, oh, great, I can get my mom put in jail. So that's not going to work. But now you've taken somebody out of work. You know what I mean? And that Absolutely. They're, now they can't provide their family. He left their child at home alone. That's already a bully. So great, who's going to watch that kid? And I was just like, I saw all the the the, the cons, the, all that. How you can make more destruction with that. And I really bothered me though that the child is not paying. Why is we dancing around the fact, you know, the fact that that child needs to learn the hard consequences of that They do now before they get older, because it's going to be worse when they get older. But the only pro I saw from it was, is bringing more. It, because how it caught my attention, which was already there, it can bring more attention to it, to, to the bullying, and people will start looking at it more like, wait, wait, hold up, what? I'm going to jail. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, got, I just thought crazy.
1: I have mixed opinions on that. I, I really do. And, and I spent a term as a municipal judge and quite familiar with the misdemeanor courts. Um, here's the problem. When we start punishing the adults for the actions of the children, I'm not 100% certain that we're gaining anything socially because a lot of the children that are bullied or bullying others rather, are actually children who live in a home where there's too much stress already and they're being pushed around My Mm -hmm. older siblings or parents that have social issues or drug issues Um, and some of this comes to school with them it sticks to them kind of like molasses and the problem is is that truancy for example truancy is a big issue and in the state of Texas some school districts will file in the, the local court um, against the parent for the child not attending school. So now what you've got is, is you've got a house that's already under stress and people that can't make their bills already having to pay $500 and $1,000 fine. On top of trying to have enough groceries in the refrigerator to start with, which they couldn't mm-hmm. do to, to begin with, and I just have—I'm a very big, big supporter of community service work in mm-hmm. lieu of, of fines to begin with. Uh, money's not the cure all, and and our our justice system truly should not be about money. It not it it, it it should not be, and it should be, that it's it's about doing the right thing to the right degree. Yeah. and when you start looking at things as well, you know what, Little Johnny's a bully. We're gonna throw little Johnny's mom in jail. Well, you know, she's probably doing the best that she can, may work two jobs already, right. make ends meet. Exactly. and uh, what what exactly um are you going to accomplish Actually, and gain yeah. by doing more, that i i discussion. personally i i have an issue with the way they handled child support in a lot of states you know whether it be a the man or the woman or whatever nowadays uh, the Men end up with custody, custody as often as the women, which I think is, is fair and true and should be. Yeah. When I was young, uh, men just didn't get custody. And the courts repeatedly seeing people that had fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 arrearage getting a 12% penalty added to the arrearage you know what, what? What are you doing? You're you're adding interest on a debt that can't be paid.
2: This awesome. uh,
1: You're you're <laughs> taking a man who's making barely above minimum mm-hmm. wage and putting him in jail for six months. And what does where that he is, Where he will now come out six more months behind. And with a record. And with a record and with a record of not being dependable because they came and picked him up and took him to jail so he lost his job and he's probably coming out homeless and you know there's got to be a better way that's insanity to me mediating the balance of it and, and, uh, and, and this is very closely related when you start doing the money thing as the primary theme behind the punishment um, you know I wouldn't mind seeing and and I think it would probably be a good thing to um, see that they'd be required to do some social work maybe the parent and the children involved in the bullying but just taking away their money is not going to do any good
2: you,
1: you have no control what your child does Yeah, no matter how good of a parent you are,
0: yeah, you just never doesn't mean they're gonna go and be the pillar of the pew. They can go. You have no control over them. Like exactly. And
1: and I'll be honest with you. There's there's kids out there that are that are tough. Um, And and I was not. I wasn't an angel. Um, And when I was young, and and I'm still a short person. I was short back then. I'm short now. Uh, Imagine that. But uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, there'd be people bully me, and that was game on. And and you know, I didn't go tell the teacher. Um, we took care of it out in the schoolyard. Yeah. But that was a different day. And yeah, different that's time. way
0: different now. Yeah,
1: and, and the and the, the irony. And here's the irony. Where I went to school out in the country, we all carried a gun in the car. Nobody ever dreamed of pulling a gun. That that had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, if if somebody was going to bully somebody and it ended up out in the the schoolyard, nobody's going to go get their gun out of the car yeah. or do anything. Well, grew, up in, the way. grew to up in the country, the but but the thing is, is that. Say your son is smaller than the guy who's being a bully. And he's had enough. Well, some school districts nowadays, and and I I think there's circumstances that that are worth looking into to to get the facts behind things. Because if somebody's walking up behind your son and slapping him in the back of the head and he does it every time he gets ten feet away down the hall. After about the fourth or fifth time, he may turn around and punch this person. Well, yeah, you, know yeah. you know what? This this is this is not aggressive. This is putting a stop to an action, and and the, the bullying thing. Some of the school districts are like, well, both of them were involved. We're going to suspend both of them for three days.
2: Yeah, that's
1: my, I never liked was, that one. One of them was the originator.
0: Yeah, and you complain about it beforehand and do nothing, but as soon as your, my experience was, as soon as my son had enough, you know what I mean, his frustrations, and he goes about, you know, dealing with because now they had left it in his hand since they're not taking care of it, now there's a problem, now he's mad, oh, you're both suspended, and and that really ticks me off, now the last time, it wasn't that, they never suspended him because they knew they knew they were wrong they knew they were wrong and they knew they knew the bullying was happening they just weren't taking any action and they told me well what are we going to do you know so I had to do, take the, just make the choice to remove you know what I mean because it started becoming physical
2: and I've seen right. too many
0: tragedies happen to where you thought you were fighting and you fell you hit your head you know what I mean or somebody got kicked sure. in it. I just couldn't I wasn't going to risk to because the, the, they need their money they have the students there. Well, not at the expense of my son's well-being. So I removed him and down to found a school that I felt he'd be safe at. And he can, he can go to school and learn. When you've been bullied, sure. you can't. Because you, you, you don't want to be there. Or you're worried about who's going to mess with you this time. And you know what I mean? So it was just like, the things I've seen and how I've seen people, adults react to it, it's just... Really, just messes me all up because I'm like, I'm, we're supposed to keep these kids safe. They should feel safe at school, you know. Like you said, it's not like how it used to be back in the day, where you, some, you know, you take it to, you know, streets or you know, you fight and you don't take out your gun. These kids are like doing the most horrific things, and sometimes they do it to get into a gang or you know what I mean, or to impress somebody. To like walk the street and jumps out and shoots, you know what I mean? It's so crazy the things that. Uh, happening, you know what I mean? And it's like, who's gonna hold someone accountable and who's gonna give us our youth a safe place to, they're our generation to even build on if we're not, if we're just gonna tell them, oh, get over it, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, I'm a grown person, I'm an adult, and I'd be damned if I would let somebody harass it and hit me. So just imagine a kid. So why should they have to endure it? It's, if I go down the street right now and I, I hit somebody or something, that's assault I'm going to jail. So why isn't schools you know what I mean? It seems like a little bit more acceptable for somebody to assault, you know, what I mean? another person. You know, well, it's like it's not okay. Sometimes well, just...
1: I'm I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Part of it, we call them juveniles and minors for a reason. Their their full thinking capacity has not reached that of an adult, and they're, that's why schools got to
0: get rid of. Them. They got to give them consequences. It's the it's as Well, exactly,
1: but. But as far as why they do it, yeah, there's a number not, of reasons. Yeah, well, not really why, but, but
0: kind of but, like, is why I don't think it's, uh, well, as adults, why aren't we giving them the reality to their actions?
1: Right. That's the thing. They need, that's what they've got to learn is to be yeah. responsible for their actions and, and move with it from there. Um, you know, we we had corporal punishment when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I had an ag teacher that, that was a, a big man and and probably the, the most influential person education wise in my life. And uh, I'll tell you what, you didn't get licks from him but once. Hmm. That they they believed when when I was in high school, they believed in the school board and it hung on the wall next to the chalkboard and if you wanted to be a clown in class and disrupt everything, they take you outside in the hallway and, and you'd get a smack or two and, and go back to class and, and sit down lightly. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna tell you, I, 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 I did not cut up in his class much <laughs> and and, and uh, you know what uh, it didn't cause any permanent damage in me and it, it actually settled me down quite a bit because I sure wasn't wanting to do that again and I think you know we get a little over carried away with with not doing anything you right know, all, this, all this let's be peaceful and not do anything right it gets a little overboard it it's a it's a burden they don't learn anything from not doing anything you you got to have some some form of responsibility instilled in them yeah and, and see nowadays that can be you know picking up trash along the side of the road being you know staying after school being in detention or whatever yep. um, it, it's still the same it's a detriment, deterrent to to poor behavior mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of the thing nowadays you know i i really think that parents actually have a lot of power nowadays that that they didn't before um it's true. and it's re- it's real simple you take away all the electronic devices it's
0: everything everything they love i always say people take what they love the most okay because take- some kids are like i don't care i don't care they care about something
1: yeah, take the, char- take the charger to their phone and see how they act in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, when that battery dies and they can't charge that phone back up, yeah, you got to
0: stick to it. You know, and like you said before, like a lot of parents are working and and you know, I mean, that particular take care of the family and stuff. You know, and it's like we got us to stick to it, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Because things at our hand, you got to rush to work, and you know what I mean. And you're, or your kid it. wearing you down. Come on, mom, just just ten minutes. You know what I mean? It's like no, because now when you try it again, they're gonna know they can wear you down, or they're just they, you just got to stick to it when you when you do it. Because I I did it with hit my son this last time, and uh, he, I noticed a huge difference. You know what I mean? I liked that he wasn't yeah. always on the phone. I saw him doing other things. Out, uh, granted, he talks to me more. Yes, my son loves to talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that,
0: he don't care if you're in the bathroom if you just you know.
1: I, I, <laughs> I think he I think he may have came by that naturally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man but it was a huge difference you know he had to find other things to do to entertain himself I said why don't you just sit with yourself and, and sit in your thoughts and, and think about some things think about all the stuff that you went through or that went on or you know sometimes it's okay just to not do anything you just sit with yourself with your thoughts and think up and really reevaluate some stuff
2: <laughs> you know Thank read you. a book
0: you know build for, for Christmas I made sure I didn't buy anything electronic what I did do I bought him this little digital camera I think photography is amazing. thought that might strike something, but I bought all things that had to do with him building because he likes to build. So I bought him, like, like I bought things and I went took it back to the, the Hot Wheels and the, putting together the tracks and just things that struck the imagination to make you build and use your hands versus picking up a controller or getting on the phone. So I made it very
2: yeah.
0: clear I wasn't buying any electronics. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: well you know they only need one computer and one phone that's and yeah. and i i've got mixed opinions about phones um but i do believe that they're i i think they're a necessary evil in today's society unfortunately yeah i feel I'm like emergency
0: wise that's it but that's
1: not it yeah i'm opposed to kids having a phone on one side and the other side is is i'm opposed to the way our world is right now too um and and more so than the phone issue, I guess. Um, I, I want my would want my kids and my grandkids having a, a cell phone once they're past elementary school or so, um, just in case of an emergency. You emergency never know. yeah, that's the only and, reason
0: why I, I let him have
1: his emergency. And and you know, it, it's hard for for young people to realize that. You know, you, you talk to me. I I grew up out in the hill country, and and I had friends. A lot of friends that had no phone at all. Some of the friends that I had in the hill country had party lines, and that was where more than one household, sometimes three or four different households, shared the same common carrier to the to the phone operator in town. And uh, you know, there you know, there wasn't a, well, pick up your cell phone and call them. There wasn't any such thing as a cell phone back then. Yeah. So,
0: well, I tell you this much and I'm a true believer and I, and I and if anybody needs any help getting to them I pretty much you gotta if your child has a phone you make sure you get you the best um, I have one called family link it's uh, mm-hmm. you can check you know your, your you control your child's phone basically I could you know I, I used to make pick on my son and he'd be like at his friend's house or something and from my phone way across town I could shut his down like at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. called me up oh, there he goes and he's like mom i'm like Hong what's i i don't know what you're talking about but i'll just do it just to just to pick fun with him but that's how well this app works that you could gps you could see where and they can't control it from there in you got to set it up to where certain contacts what, what games like I, I made sure i shut down certain uh social medias that i didn't think he was old enough to have an account to. so even if he tried it was like man can't do it so i just set it all up you know to to if he can use pictures to You know, just whatever you know, dangers or whatever, and things that I need to follow able to follow up on and know what he's doing, then I can do that on my phone, and that's and I have no problem with doing that. And I think most parents should.
1: Well, and I think so too. It's it's an absolute necessity nowadays with all the the um, strange things that are going on online and the the creepy people that are out there. Yeah, Uh, you know.
0: just because they said they're a kid, honey, doesn't mean they're a kid. So I always remember that.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, you know, I, it, it is what it is, and and it's seldom ever what it appears. And uh, human trafficking's been just a incredible um, problem, and and it's gotten worse and worse. And so, you know, yeah, you got to keep got to keep tabs on
0: them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think that we should. I think, cause you know, like especially me working in school, we have certain, uh, you know, we have boundaries. There's certain things we we can't discuss, and there's certain things that, you know what I mean. I, right. I understand, but I feel like as a whole, as a nation, or you know, I mean, as humanity in general, I don't think that we're doing our kids any favors by not talking to them about the real, the realist realism of the world. It's like the monster under the bed or something. Like it's it's true. There's human trafficking. You know what I mean, well, and get to know about it, so they know what they're up against. The people that take you, steal you, and then you know you got to tell them the truth. You know, I mean, what age do you wait for?
1: That's <laughs> exactly right. There's, you know, you, you you can't be too young to be a victim, um, and and it, it's just something that the main thing that the young people. Need to learn that are out and about, and, and they lose this, and this is where they get into a lot of, a lot of trouble, uh, in their teen years especially, is having situational awareness. That's knowing what is around you, who is around you, yes, what their attention intentions appear to be, um, and just being constantly aware, aware of what's going on. And you can't walk down the sidewalk looking at your iPhone.
0: No, you cannot. I have this and, conversation every day with this kid. <laughs> and,
1: and and see some great big guy walk up behind you by the time you figure it out it's too late. Exactly. And, uh... Yeah. You know, they, they need to teach, teach safety to them. Yeah. But anyway, I'll tell you what. I've got a horse that eats like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um... Uh, his dinner was about an hour ago and I have not gotten out there to him yet.
0: That's awesome. I love horses. Oh my God. Yes. Go feature a horse.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and, and Buster Brown is, is really, really cool. Um, uh, Buster oh. Brown is a, uh, Bureau of Land Management Mustang. I got him wild, completely wild, um, out of the holding pens in Oklahoma and went through a program, um, that's uh, the Veterans and Mustangs program put on by the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And I've had Buster for four years now. And uh, wow. he's, he's a pocket pup and a pet. And my granddaughter uh, goes out there and pets on him and rubs his nose. And, and he's calm and docile as he can be. When I first got him, um, a 50-foot round pen was a pretty crowded place for both of us to be in at the same time um uh, because he was he was trying to get out or run over me so but now he's he's all mellowed and gotten used to the pasture and doing all that but it's a great program the uh, the Mustang Heritage Foundation tries to adopt out as many mustangs as they can and and they're getting more of them than pretty much anybody in the country uh, getting them adopted out and finding homes for them because they they can't keep them in check population-wise uh, um, on the national land. They over overpopulate, and uh, if they don't keep it in check, there's people that disagree with this, but they don't know what they're talking about. If you don't keep it in check, the whole herd suffers and, and can starve to death um, in, a, in a simple season, uh, a bad, bad year for grass or whatever if they're so overgrazed that they're barely getting enough nutrition so what they do is they go out there and they round them up and uh, they put them in the holding pens and people can adopt them Um, so it's an it's it's a neat cool. yeah yeah Yeah. but that's that's where buster came from and and uh, i went through the training program um, with them up there in georgetown texas and and great folks I don't know if you've seen it on TV, but the uh, the extreme Mustang makeover, where where they go out and they take a, a wild Mustang, uh, just like Buster, and they have them up to performing and competing um, in a televised event in ninety days. Three three months from completely wild to being able to um, go out and and Perform uh, stunts and routine, choreograph routines, and all that. So they're quite intelligent. They can, can certainly be trained, uh, yeah. but it, it's a challenge.
0: Yeah, I think they're so beautiful. I, I think horses are just, their structure and their, I think they're just amazing. So I, it's very awesome that, that you did that and that you have the means to it. I, I don't think I can have one in my apartment. So. <laughs>
2: uh, no. They need, <laughs> they need some room
0: (laughs) yeah for sure for sure well i know you have to tend to buster but we would love to have you back maybe you can even tell us some more about this program and about because once again uh we are the voices for animals too we have we have to be the voices for them and i think that'd be so cool if you can uh teach us more about uh buster and and the program and a little bit more about
1: all right well you certainly have a good evening out there